so glad to have you here with us on Leading Edge. Once again this week, I'm Jeff Smith. I'll tell you what, we are committing the entirety of this program today to kind of school you a little bit and school myself essentially on what's going on here in the state of Ohio when it comes to funding education. I was talking with my daughter earlier today on the telephone and she was saying, what, what, what are you doing for the show this week, Dad? And I said, well, let me explain it to you as I understand it a little bit. Each school district in the state of Ohio, we're talking all 88 counties, they have this formula that they have to work by as far as how much dollars, how many dollars and cents they get per student. How can they school your kid based on this amount of dollars? Here locally, and I'm going to bring him in in just a second, Perrysburg Superintendent Tom Hostler has been downstate numerous times testifying before subcommittees with the House of Representatives, our legislature here in the state of Ohio, letting them realize that sometimes you get tuition-based schools that get more dollars and cents to educate kids than even public schools do. So let's bring in Tom Hostler, superintendent. I've also got Cajun Keaton, who is from Benton Carroll Salem, joining us here in studio. We'll also bring in in just a second, Tanisha Pruitt. She is with Ohio Policy Matters to discuss this. Gentlemen and Tanisha, thank you so much for being here today. Tom, did I get that right? Is that essentially the case that we're looking at kind of an unfair formula? In, in Ohio, Jeff, I would argue that um that there's really three publicly funded school systems in, in Ohio. So you have your traditional public schools, your Benton, Carroll, Salem, Perrysburg, Anthony Wayne, Washington Locals. And then you have charter schools, Toledo School of the Arts, the, the Maritime Academy. And then you have private schools in Ohio that receive um, state funds. And, and um, so there's a lot of debate about, you know, funding levels for all of those different institutions. And, and it's great, Ohio is a place that has a lot of choice for families. Um, it's certainly great that, that um, that's available, but we also understand that there's finite resources and how those dollars are, are used. And also what's really important is how those dollars are being accounted for. Let's, let, let's I guess, break down the brass tacks of it and specific dollars. When I say educating a student, there's a lot that goes into that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, so the state, the state has a, a they determine what, um, how much they should provide a student. And then based on the local community, and, and Cajun's a treasurer, so he'll correct me because that's how this superintendent and treasurer works in Ohio. And um, so what happens is based on your community's local property valuations and, and wealth in terms of the, those values, the state says you're a community that can afford to pay more, and so they give you less. So in Perrysburg, the state formula says over $7,000 per pupil, but because you're Perrysburg, we're only going to give you $3,000 for that student. Based on assessed value? Based on that, that assessed value and income. Mm -hmm. It's a combination, 60-40. Okay. So there's this delicate um, seesaw between the state and local taxpayers. And, and that drives um, you know, how much you know, we get from the state of Ohio. Um, charter schools get a, a dollar amount because they don't have that local valuation. And then um, private schools have a couple different public revenue streams that flow in. So auxiliary service, administrative services, every private school to my, loosely, gets about $2,000 from the state of Ohio. 
um, to, to educate. And then when you add in some of the scholarships and things, that number rises. So, that, so when we say there's three publicly funded institutions, they're funded at different levels. Tanisha, I wanted to bring you into the conversation once again. She is joining us via Zoom out of Columbus here today. Tanisha, from a 30,000-foot view, from a level view like that, what is broken about the system when Ohio Policy Matters looks at the school funding formula and I ask you what's broken about it, you, you would say what? Yes, so I would say, you know, there are a few things that are sort of need to be updated, right, within our current formula. The one is sort of those base cost components. Um, so that's like things for teacher salaries, cost of instruction, um, other things that are needed to pay for, you know, within schools. And so right now, our base cost components are based on fiscal year 18 numbers, which are out of date, right? We've been through a pandemic, inflation is on the rise, the cost of things are on the rise. And so, if you're judging a district's capacity to pay, like Tom was pay, uh, talking about, then we're sort of using outdated numbers. We need to use updated numbers because those updated numbers will show us sort of what districts can actually pay given the increases or decreases in incomes. Same with assessed property value. So to really make this formula the best formula possible to really, you know, make sure we're fulfilling our promise to give students what they need and deserve in schools, we need to update sort of those base costs so that we don't, um, um, you know, continue to have sort of these disparities between state and local contributions. And from a state level, and then we look at a district, a rural district like Benton Carroll Salem and Cajun, I wanted to bring you into the conversation before we go to our first break. So when you look at these 2018 numbers and even the formula as it existed even before that, there was reason for Tom to travel downstate and some of his committee to travel downstate to say, Hey, this is something we want to look at, we want to fix. I guess for our audience to understand how this affects their pocketbooks, how this affects things going forward, what would you answer to that? Sure, sure. So to, to get right to that, um, so right now, as Tom mentioned, we're, uh, the base cost for a student is just over $7,000. Um, so if you think about that kid that gets on the bus at the crack of dawn till he closes his laptop at midnight, he or she you know, everything in between there, um, the base cost is, is just kind of the normal things that would go into educating a student. Um, also in the new fair school funding formula, there's, uh, in, there's different weighted measures for if a student's um, on maybe economically disadvantaged, special education, rides a school bus, um, gifted, uh, English language learner, things like that, um, that increase what it costs for us to educate a student. But are there credits toward that end from the state? Correct, there that's are. correct. Um, okay. so, so the state does take an account for that. Again, using input and using data from 2018, even in those figures, um, there's been a number of study a number of studies done in each of those areas to, to help um, figure out what those costs should be across the state. But ultimately, a rural school district like Benton Carroll Salem, um, we are blessed to be one of the two school districts for the nuclear power plant, and uh, because of that, we're perceived a little wealthier. So, as Tom mentioned, that. Uh, but for anybody who reads the news, they know that things haven't been so hunky dory as far as First Energy is concerned. Th th things have certainly changed. That's got to make um, you a little nervous as far as where that stream is going to come in, right? Correct, correct. And that's that's all the more reason why we need a stable funding formula that we can look to our taxpayers with predictability as we're planning for the future. We're planning on programmings and different different things like that. Um, well, well, yeah, we your fiscal years on. down the road, you got to have you got to have a game plan, right? Correct. Uh, the state requires every school district in the state of Ohio to provide a five-year financial plan to the school boards twice a year, 
and um, it's extremely difficult to do Jeez, when we look at two years budgets right. and things like that. We're going to take our first break. Tanisha, stay put. We are going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about levies, and I know those questions were asked of you, Tom, down in Columbus. We'll talk about that, how that affects you and your pocketbook, where you live right after this. Welcome back here on Leading Edge. I wanted to show you a little bit of this from a couple of weeks ago. And Superintendent of Perrysburg Schools, Tom Hostler, down in Columbus. Once again, he's been doing this since 2017, trying to kind of flip a light on for some of those committee members down there that the funding formula for the state of education here in Ohio is broken and needs retooling. So Tom is joining us here on set once again today, along with Cajun Keaton from Benton Carroll Salem and Tanisha Pruitt joining us live via uh, Zoom. Tom, I, I want to go into some of the questions that were asked of you down there, and we're, we're kind of laying the groundwork for the fact that, okay, you told me before we came on here today, the funding formula is intact. It is in place. Right. What now? So um, because one, um, in Ohio, the legislative session lasts for two years, so they do biennium budgets. So one session can't compel a future session to, to increase pay or anything like that or funding. So what has happened is because this is such a dramatic change with um, 40% of the state's budget. What changed? Let's, let's yeah. clear that up for people. So prior to, prior to um, the adoption of this two years ago, mm -hmm. The state had a number. So Cajun in, in Benton Carroll Salem, Perrysburg, Toledo Public, Columbus, we all received $6,020 for every student. That was it. How Across did, the board. How did we get there? I, 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 there's, no, there's no way to know that. So that was problem number one. Problem number two is the last year we had the old formula, the state ran the formula and said, okay, this is how much Cajun's district should get. This is what Perrysburg should get. By the way, you're not going to get that. 100% of the 609 school districts in Ohio were not on the formula. We weren't getting what the state said we should have gotten. Perrysburg was a district that was capped. Mm -hmm. The state said, we owe you more money than, than we're giving you. And then you have districts that were guaranteed where this formula said, you're going to lose money. You should be losing money, but we're going to make sure you're going to keep the same level of funding. Hopelessly broken. So, so uh, Representative uh, Cup, um, who ended up being the speaker, former speaker, and John Patterson, a Democrat and a Republican, getting together, which is rare mm -hmm. in the state, mm -hmm. and saying we need in to, the country we need to figure out yeah. how to do this better. This is totally unfair to our taxpayers, to our schools, and they began, they they pulled sixteen eight superintendents. Um, I was one of the eight, mm -hmm. and then eight treasurers, and Cajun was one of the eight. And we've worked for the last five years on developing this plan. What is the hard, fast number now? So it varies, and that's the beauty. And, and it, it, it varies right now. Again, the base cost is $7,000, and then there's add-ons based on different needs of, of different students. Yeah. Uh, to educate a kid in Akron City Schools is, is, looks, looks far different than to educate a kid in Perrysburg. And right. so we account for those in the new fair school funding plan. It's something we can sit down with our board, with our taxpayers, and explain Here's why we are getting the money we are getting. Tanisha, let me ask you real quick. How do you go? I, I know this is this is kind of a daily fight, a daily struggle for you to try to make sense of this for people. But how do you talk to these school districts and say, I feel you. I know it's hard to balance the books, but we're working on it. What do you tell them? Yes. Yeah, so we what we know is, you know, some of the funding measures are part 
apart from like local capacity to pay, to pay deals with like some of those categorical weights that um, Cajun was talking about, like with economically disadvantaged students. So what we know is in the intention of the plan is that, you know, schools with higher concentrations of black, brown and economically disadvantaged students were set to receive, you know, higher increases in the formula compared to districts with like less populations of those students. And so, you know, we really need to do a full analysis of the plan to see, you know, district by district, if that was really taking place and how that affected their funding at those levels. But then you also have, right, these current threats going around with voucher expansions and different things like that, that are also having implications for how we are funding our schools within our district. So I really just always urge parents to, you know, pay attention, see what's going on, advocate for the things that are harmful and could be negative towards the funding they receive in schools. We need to fix this tax structure, right? We have all these uh, tax proposals going around like HB1, which would essentially be a loss of about $583 um, in revenue to schools. So we really have to just make sure that we are making the best decisions possible for our students in schools and for their funding. Tanisha, you said, Tanisha, you said something that kind of stuck out for me, and you were talking about the numbers for each district, and we have to go over those. We have to fine-tooth comb that. Is there a number, uh, does Ohio Policy Matters have a number that works for everybody? I mean, when I hear the word fair, I think it, it is a level playing field, right? Everybody gets the same. Maybe that's not the case. What is it in your mind? We, that is something that we and other advocates that we work in coalition with, that we are even trying to figure out ourselves because, you know, estimates made during the last budget was that the fair school funding plan would cost like a total of $2 billion. Um, and so last year we came to about like 1.7 million. Um, so we're, you know, we were kind of making strides, but we weren't going far enough. And so right now we have this piecemeal approach where they're just phasing it in year after year um, without fully committing to the plan. And so we're saying that, you know, if we want to fully commit and give students what they need in schools across the state, we need to come up with, you know, sort of a number of what that would cost across the board. And now we know districts, just like students have unique needs, districts have unique needs. And so every district may not get the same amount because what it cost to educate a, a child in Columbus Public is going to look different from Upper Arlington, right, where their students are uh, more experienced, lived in poverty, students have more needs, there's more, you know, black and brown students. And so those students, in a way, need more funding. And that's not to say that students in Upper Arlington need less. It's just to say that we need to make sure we are making sure every child has what they need to succeed. I, I want to take about a minute and a half right here before we go to break, Tom, and just on that point. So we talked about levies, and Cajun, you can jump on this. we got about 90 seconds. Yep. What does that mean for levies? So what it means for levies is that we have now a, a steady um, state um, mechanism that we can count on how many dollars are coming in. Um, for Perrysburg, being a cap district, we will, when it's fully phased in, and why that's so important to us in Perrysburg, is that we will get money for every one of our new students, whereas before we weren't. Mm -hmm. it, exactly. It's not about, you know, it's certainly about the dollar, but also about how, how to explain that to our taxpayers. And, and when we sit around those coffee tables and, and how we can explain how we're getting each dollar from the state and why, um, you know, from 2018 to 2022, when we talk about these inputs, um, there was a 55 percent increase in building security and safety. And those are things that aren't being, um, you know, accounted for in this budget that we need to account for. So 
um, those things are certainly going to help as we continue the input discussion. All right, we're going to wrap up our conversation on the other side of this break. Stay with us here on Leading Edge. Welcome back. We appreciate you spending some time with, with us once again here on Leading Edge, talking about that school funding formula here in the state of Ohio. And we once again, Tom, you said this is intact, so people understand it at home. This is in effect right here, right now. Schools are under the guidance of this new formula. Right. So we were very fortunate in the last biennium budget. We were able to adopt about 90% of this. Because of the cost of taking this broken formula and, and creating a new formula that works, we, the, the legislature said we're going to phase this in over six years. So that's, that's three different biennium budgets. So the first two years they phase it in, we're 33% there. This next biennium budget, we need to ask them to do the next Which phase Which starts in. 24? Or? Right, okay. yes. Yeah, well, this, this July. Okay, this July. So, so we're asking them to update these inputs. So the state is, is pulling their weight. Going back to Tanisha's point, right, where, right. where we're on the 2018 numbers, yes. right? So we're asking them to, to pull their weight. And we're very grateful for the governor because he did say in his budget proposal, this is Ohio's formula. So, so that is, that's great. Now we're just saying the state has the money. They're, they have the money to do this. They can make it right. To Tanisha's point, we're asking them to do um, a, a study for, for students who are um, economically disadvantaged. Right now we give each district uh, $150 extra per student. We know they, the, the, those students need, need much more than that, but we want to link it to those yeah. kind of scientific studies. You said Cajun was a part of the uh, committee, if you will, that looked at like tech needs. Yes. There, there are all these needs that a student has once they walk through the doors each and every day. And you said the laundry list is overwhelming at points. Um, but through this process, we, we put together um, um, a base cost that, that identifies all those costs and, and it's working. We, we took all of those things and Cajun's work on the technology committee was great because it said uh, uh, a one-to-one -one device for students in grades three through 12. Correct. And that's part of the formula cost. So yeah. athletic directors, um, you know, school safety and security. If we want a, a SRO or a psychologist, it still leaves that, that openness for local control. Which obviously has been yep. talked about more and more over the last couple right. of weeks mm -hmm. as far as really gearing in on mental health of right. students. Tanisha, I have to ask you, if you go to a parent and you say, listen, I want you to have faith that we are working on this, we are getting this turned around. How do you convince them that they are going to see concrete of Zoom popping in here with the uh, Update. Uh, how do you get the uh, the update out to them that yes, we are working on this. We are going to clear this for you, and we're going to make this better as far as education is concerned. Yes. So whenever we're speaking, you know, to parents, we always just, you know, even to legislators and to anybody that is interested in, you know, school funding, we talk about how, you know. Currently, Ohio ranks near the bottom. We're number 46 in the nation when it comes to equitable distribution of funding, right? And so as, you know, policy experts, as people who are involved in this work and making sure that we have the best plan possible, we're aware of that number. And we know that there's more that needs to be done. We know that we have to do these things like updating the base cost and, you know, doing the cost study for the economically disadvantaged students. We're out here fighting voucher expansion. We're just making sure sure that students and teachers have everything that they need in classes. We're advocating for teacher increases, right, to mitigate sort of this educator shortage. We're making sure um, 
schools have buses and bus drivers to get to school so that we don't have sort of some of these busing crises that we've been having in the state. So we're out there, you know, we just let everybody know we speak to them. We let them know we're working. We're doing the things that we need to do. We're trying to make sure we have the best possible formula to give students what they need and deserve in schools. And Tom and Cajun, I got to ask you as well. I mean, does does this create a balance or an unfair advantage for some of those districts? Tom, you talked about there are three pillars yep. to this. And when you look at parochial schools, do they receive less or do they receive their fair share? You know, as we as we talked about, we, we, we're very fortunate, especially in Northwest Ohio, to have terrific public school and private school options. And, and we all play nice in the sandbox because that's what is good for Ohio. When it comes to adding more state aid, which is being proposed in some of the bills today, um, as a taxpayer, you're wondering if there's gonna be more dollars flowing to private schools, what is the accountability for those? So I'm not necessarily questioning the need because those schools rely on those public tax dollars. Um, but, but I think there are some important questions because right now there are Catholic high schools in Lucas County that are receiving double the amount of state aid than Perrysburg. Mm -hmm. But the accountability that comes with those dollars for us is significant. For the private schools, and they're being, it's being proposed that there's more, there isn't any. And, so. and we always stress the accountability factor. I mean, you know, public schools are certainly, we have to be accountable to our taxpayers, to the state for providing the, us these funds. And, you know, as Tom mentioned, we've been on, serving on this committee seconds. five and a half years. And um, one, of, one of the things we, we said, you know, coming in day one is that he would take off his Perrysburg hat, I would take <laughs> off my Benton Carroll and truly focus on what's Absolutely. best for the kids in Ohio. And that's what this plan represents. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate the insight. We're going to wrap things up right after this. Leading Edge is always available on YouTube, on the WTOL page, and also check out our podcast. Have a great rest of your day.